And welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today we got one of my favorite individuals, although he went to another SEC school. We'll, we'll talk about that at a later date. But none other than Marcus Spears. What's happening, man? Man, what's good, man? It's good to be on with you, brother. Big fan of yours as well, man. It's a pleasure, man. Watching you grow in this entertainment industry has been amazing. You know, we start off by asking people about the arc of their careers, but talk about your life after football and how you did something that all football players talk about, but not everybody can do successfully, which is transition from football to television. Well, B, you know, it, it starts with just just the the blessing of the Lord, man, like being in the right situation, something that you obviously didn't have control over, right? And we got we all have those moments, whether it's success or even in failure, where we realize um, it was a lot of things that were out of our control um, that transpired. But for me, when I was playing for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, I did a radio show weekly. So I got a taste of what it was like to be in media, got a taste of what it was like to host the show, um, come up with a lot of topics and and just really talk about current events. So I had a comfortability with it. Um, but then ESPN started this uh, SEC network, like a subsidiary. And you know, obviously going to LSU, and I know we're going to get into that later. Uh, I understood the conference, understood what the fan base and the fandom was about SEC football. And that's kind of where I started, man. But when I finished playing, I was um, – I interned at the Dallas Morning News <laughs> for $2.75 an hour, brother. Because uh, I thought I was – I was looking into journalism. Um, and then it morphed for me because I could not – sit in a cubicle all day. I just, my life hadn't like led me to that point, you know, and I couldn't wrap my head around not being in the action or or being a part of something that I felt like uh, I was game planning for. So the internship came and uh, I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, I, I had to humble myself coming right out of the NFL. Um, yeah. So, and that, you know, it wasn't about the money. And I think that step for me, honestly, was probably the most important step to where where you see today. I mean, we got to jump right in and talk about John Morant. So what yeah. what is going on? Like what needs to happen? I know it's hard to get in his head, but I think most of us are confused here. So tell me what I mean. I, I know where he's from. Yeah. He grew up a lot like me, which is middle class the top part of middle class. So I, I'm just trying to figure out, I think I know, but I want to hear your perspective. Well, it's, it's the culture, B. Like everything, like this younger generation, man, and I don't lump them all together because obviously we got young people out here doing amazing things and that are going to be lights and change the world for the better. But I think Jai is a perfect example of the influence of whatever culture you, you trying to portray. Um, and you know, with social media now and obviously um, the things that these guys see and want to represent outside of what their profession is, they think that that's something that they want to align with because they believe that that's cool. And B, ain't it funny how all the dudes that come from like good situations want to be gangsters when they get older? I know. What if he like, rapped the gangsters? Yeah, what man. It's true. How do you want to? I've never known anybody who made it out. They want to hit a U-turn and go back and be a crip. Brother, it's so weird, man. Like, I grew up in the trap, bro. I grew up in in Scotlandville, Louisiana. My, my grandmother was was living in Elm Grove Gardens, bro. One way in, one way out. It was the projects. I saw real gangsters. I lived with my mama in South Baton Rouge. Saw real gangsters. 
to a man be every one of them. Like, man, I'm doing this because this is the only way I can take care of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and when they saw the talent, obviously, and you heard this story so many times from, from African-American men, black men, about how OGs in the hood uh, that, that took care of you and kept you away from all of that stuff that's going on. So for me, man, like, I hate attributing this word, but it's dumb. It's dumb of Jai, man. Like, the, the and then, you know, <laughs> you do it again. Right. And we and, and and we know what they say about doing the same thing and thinking you're going to have a different result. Yeah. Um, it's insane to me, man. And I think Jai just caught up in wanting to be what he listens to, what he sees, the kind of and he in Memphis. Like, bro, you could drive around Memphis and realize you ain't really no gangster. It's real gangsters in Memphis. I'm afraid for Jai because I feel like. He gonna be tied up naked with some when he run into some real gangsters. He rubbing, he rubbing the whole, he rubbing that the wrong way. And B, I say it all the time, and you know how this go, man. We on social media and we have presence. I don't know one gangster. I know a real life gangster. I don't know one that's on Twitter or Instagram. They don't have it. They, they don't have it, bro. They trapping from sun up to sundown, and then they go into the club when the sun go down. Yes, man. So I look, man. Jai is Jai is he he lost right now, and you know. Obviously, we have a community as as black people in general where we don't want to give up on our own when we know there's a there's a specific talent that can be used to change generations yep. of not only his family but more more families right from his influence. So, um, man, I hope I hope he grab a hold to it. And look, bro, I'm not one of them. Yeah, he young, but y'all know damn well he ain't supposed to be flashing no gun. Once or twice. Once or twice. Right? So, I mean, that's what I don't. And then you got your friends recording it. I mean, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of wrong with that. And and that's, that even too, like I was talking to my, I got four friends that I grew up with, bro. Four, literally. Three, four other dudes that I consider brothers and close friends. And we've been together since day one. We've had car rides together. And we, this, like, what is the IG live thing? We're not doing like, that. My, my part, when we get in trouble, we not, the last thing you're going to see is my, a picture. And, and that's that's even how you know, that's how you know, like with Jai, he don't know the code and his boys don't know the code. Like, so I, I don't know, man. I just think, I think for him um, right now, if somebody got to say it and tell the truth, this is who Jai is. Like, this is not about being young. Or 20 or 23. Bro, this is who you are. Your behavior is telling people that this is who you are. You want to be a gangster. You want to flash guns. You want to you be in the music that you listen to. And you represent a friend. Uh, you represent an organization that is going to go on without you. Oh, yep. Let me ask you this, though. This is an important question. If this was an NFL locker room, and your star player was doing what Jai is doing. What do you do? What does a good locker room with senior leadership where your yeah. star player is doing stupid shit? And is it different? I mean, because y'all put hands on people in the NFL. Well, is that's it different thing. in the NFL? NBA? That's the thing, man. Like my man Jerome said on Snowfall, we got to squabble, dog. Like, teach a man how to squabble, bro. Like, because it, it, like, and, and sp specifically in the NFL, and I'm glad you asked that question, bro, our time is so finite. Like, we don't make that much money. Our contracts are not guaranteed. The 
the what what the guy next to you is doing affects your job on Sunday. Like wins and losses get people fired, <laughs> like in the NFL, because most of your roster is not comprised of the Ja Moran salaries or the Kevin Durant salaries or the LeBron James salaries, right? Like, so most of them guys in there, they fighting and scratching not only to make the 53-man roster, they fighting and scratching to stay on the team every single week. So if you jeopardizing that or if you bring in distractions that's going to cause us to have to answer questions about something that doesn't have anything to do with us, that's an issue. And yeah, man, I think we more willing, and I don't know NBA locker rooms like that. I know a lot of dudes that play in the NBA um, um, family with dude, dude that played in the NBA, Stephen Jackson, who came out the first time and was like, Jai just doing Jai. Now he like, Jai is being dumb and stupid. Um, but I don't know how it goes in the NBA locker room. Never been in that mix. But I know in the football locker room, bro, some, you pull a young fella aside and tell him, look, man, slippery slope, homie. And the difference in that league, bro, it like even when you a star, eventually they'll they'll weed you out. Like you'll get more Always time than yeah. most guys, but eventually you'll be you'll be chilling. You'll be out of there. You remember Dylan Brooks? Yeah, <laughs> he he about gone. About gone. Listen, this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's talk about the NFL draft and some other things. Other than the Eagles' crazy draft, <laughs> drafting the entire UGA defense, who had the best offseason in the NFL? I actually think the Panthers had the best offseason in the NFL, but who do you – who do you think had the best offseason? The the Panthers had a phenomenal offseason. Um, and you know, obviously capped it off with Bryce, but um, shoot, man, I thought Buffalo made some quietly good moves uh by keeping Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. That was always a, a, a big question for me. Would they keep the two safeties? Cause I think they make that defense go. Yeah, they got to be healthy, though. When they're not healthy, that, that defense is porous. That's the key. And then Vaughn, hopefully, coming back healthy. They add, they made some additions to their offensive line. But, dude, I have been, like, I've been going through racking my brain trying to figure out, like, who really made moves to, like, progress. Like, take a step forward or move into a point where they can be in the conversation. Miami. Like, Jalen Ramsey, dude. Jalen Ramsey is lining up against uh, Xavier uh, How Xavier Howard, who now Jalen Ramsey doesn't have to be the best corner on the team because he's not. Like, but, he's, that, but let's back up. I mean, you can't, <laughs> your little brother, my little brother Stephon Gilmore and Tavon Diggs out there in, in Dallas, bro. I love what look Dallas right now. All I want to know, and you know, you you know, you can get me talking about Dallas forever. Um, now um, that got to play well in big games, bro. Dak is Jack, Dak, the equivalent to the the Dak 
Prescott equivalent in the NBA is James Harden. James Harden. Give you a great regular season. Get your coach fired. (laughs) Bro, I'm... I'm I'm I have been I've, I've been a Dak supporter, but I support dudes that I believe have talent and I support dudes that I believe are doing it the right way. Um, but now it's gotten to the point and it'll be kind of a theme, you know, when this football season coming over. Dak, I don't need you to say nothing. I don't no. need you to be the nice guy. I don't need none of that. Just, bro, you got to win when it ain't stacked in your favor, bro. Um, and that's what he hasn't been able to do. And people bring up, and I love, I don't think, first of all, I think Dak is a good quarterback. Like, let's not top 15. You're not going to get nothing better than him. Yeah. Let's not get that misconstrued. That's not what I'm saying here, but you got to have that seminal moment or those seminal moments in the season where people can actually put you in the upper echelon and be validated outside of some stats. During the regular season, where you throw the ball 50 times. If I threw the ball 50 times, be in the NFL game, I'll throw for 300 yards. Like, so I need to see Dak play San Francisco when San Francisco is the best team and they got all their chips in and they playing well and you be the difference in winning. And I need that. I need that week 16 because you know it always matters in the NFC East where y'all got to play the Redskins and they, gotta, they, they are eight and eight and you yeah. got to beat them. I gotta mean, those so, look, as a former defense alignment, what do you make of the talk of Bryce Young's size? Because he did look like one of them little make-a-wish kids <laughs> out there standing next to him. I hey was man. like, who invited, who invited their child? I'm telling you, dude. Because Bryce he, Little. He, Bryce Little. Bryce Little. But, but I mean, you got to hear guys like Jenkins and, and Jalen Carter. Are people overplaying the size issue? Is it going to be a real issue for them? I believe they overplaying it when it comes to actually playing the position. Now, durability is a real thing. Right. Because you got bigger, faster, stronger in the NFL and you got dudes in the NFL that are 260 that run 4-4. That's not littered throughout every college team that you play against. That's every Sunday in the NFL. So the durability thing is an issue if he's getting hit and his offensive line is not playing well. The good thing about Carolina, they offensive line play well down the stretch. Um, But look, I think Bryce is special, bro. I thought he should have been the first pick. It was a no brainer for me. I'm on record saying that. Um, and if I believe if you are going to be that size and the, the, I think the good thing is he didn't rely on athleticism, correct? Right? He was like, a pocket passer for the most part. Exactly. So but he Kyler was also Murray, let's, let's not forget his wide receiver room was just, well, not this last year, B this last well, year was probably the weakest wide receiver group. We didn't see that bam in a minute. That's true. Here's the thing about Bryce. And what I'm seeing, like a trend with these quarterbacks that's playing well, he calm demeanor, bro. He's calm, dude, bro. N- nothing phases the dude, bro. And I think that's a trait now in the NFL you got to have because the game has gotten so big around the actual game that you got to be a very mature youngster to come into that league and play at a level in which you have the confidence that you could do that each and every Sunday. I don't think Bryce lacking that at all. And, bro. Like he said, like he was on the pivot with RC. Um, and he said, dude, I've been I've been the smallest dude on the football field my whole life. Oh, right. you know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's a it's a thing that we're gonna talk about. But for Bryce, this is normal operating procedure. And B, I know you know because you follow the SEC, them dudes in the SEC big too. They got some big boys. He keeps playing against little boys. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Let's switch to college football real quick. Yeah. Talk about the portal and NIL and how you feel like that has changed the game. How you how would Swagoo have operated back then? Yeah, so I love I love the fact that um you can transfer and I love the fact that these guys can make money off their name, image, and likeness. I when I was covering college football, Todd Gurley got in trouble for signing autographs and getting three thousand dollars and got suspended. Yep. Tim and, Jennings went to high school with me. He got in trouble. They all, all them boys. Yeah. AJ so Green. I lost, I lost my mind when they did that to Todd because I can't justify telling an 18 year old that he can make $3,000 to help his mama keep her lights on, but you can't because you got to go, you're going to make the, you're going to make the university a million and a half this Saturday, but you're not going to have the opportunity. Like we going we wish your mom the best. I, I don't, I ain't never subscribed to that. Right. So, I love the NIL, the transfer portal. I like the idea that these guys can enter a transfer portal and go different places. I don't like how haywire it is. And the hard story is every dude that entered the portal don't get a scholarship the next time around. And I think that's, that's not being expressed enough. Like we talk, cause we, you, it's every league to a, to a league, bro. College uh, pros. We only follow the stars. We don't talk about the other 1,500 kids in the portal that's not going – that had a scholarship that's not going to get one or yeah. that will end up in a in a worse situation than they coming out of. I believe that course correction will eventually take place. And, B, I've read some of your stuff. I've listened to you. You have, you have a great understanding about how time – reveals what needs to be done um, when it comes to 
proper operating procedure and figuring out how to keep this thing as a free market, but also control things from guys hurting themselves. That's that you got to I mean, they're, they're still they're still chill, they're still young. Exactly. Guys, and you got to put the guardrails in place, which turns me to Colorado. Man, what's Coach Prime doing? I, me and Coach Prime get into it all the time because, I mean, my, my boys at South Carolina State whooped yeah. up on him. North, he couldn't win a big game at Jackson State. I don't know how he think he's going to beat USC next year. But what's going on in Colorado? I, bro, listen. So, first of all, I got killed for, for saying when Prime, Prime said something about it, I want uh, D Lyman to come from single parent holiday. Like, that was, that was, okay. that was yeah. I mean, that was just an ignorant ass statement. Ignorant ass statement. I don't give a damn if you Deion Sanders or a dude. No, that if, a white, if a white guy would have said it, I would have hammered him too. And everybody would have. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. so, so th that part, and it's some things that, it's some things that Prime does that are good. And I don't want to take away from the things that actually help dudes in a tangible way. But my feelings towards Prime at Colorado was, and I hate that people had this sentiment from Jackson State. Y'all knew damn well Deion Sanders wasn't staying at Jackson State. I think they were mad he left for Colorado. It's like leaving for an ugly chick. Like, I know. Like, you didn't, he didn't go to Notre Dame. He didn't go to Florida State. He went to a school that people don't even know what city <laughs> University of Colorado was in. You mean like, that was the Boulder Cubs? They never uh, been to Boulder. <laughs> listen, man, I I have so here's here's what what I said, B, and and you know me, and you went when an opportunity for a power as much as we scream that black coaches don't get an opportunity, I would not feel right saying right. Bram shouldn't have took this job, right? right. Because Fair. it may, it may. Help somebody, so the next guy, right? Now we know him being Deion Sanders, and we know him being Prime. Obviously, uh, sped up that process. Correct. Um, but I work in a business in television where when you play NFL football, it speeds up your process. And there's a lot of kids that are phenomenally talented that go to school to do what we do and never get the opportunity to be in the position that we in. I mean, Matt Ryan just took another job today from somebody who was somebody, trying to get it. <laughs> right. So I, I think I think um, I think we got to be we got to be able to see multiple things instead of just getting mad about the things that we don't like. The thing that if if anybody asks me, in, in my honest opinion. What do you like what you just said? What do you think about Dion? I'm glad he got a power five job because it may help the next young black coach get an opportunity. I'm glad he actually has success at Jackson State. And I think some of the things that he did and implemented should be a blueprint for how to operate that are positives. Right. Um, I think prime is a lot about prime. Like <laughs> and, and if anybody if anybody I would go, I would sit on the sofa and. And argue down with yeah. anybody. That still doesn't mean he's not helping people. Correct. And that I think that's where we get kind of sideways yeah. or, or don't really understand what's going on. So for Prime to know that he's about Prime, but everything that's happening positive for other people is a byproduct of that, he can live with that. And I think a lot of us can live with that, B. You and I just don't operate that way. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two more questions before I let you go. LSU, do you feel like Brian Kelly overperformed in year one? I don't know what the hell is up with that accent that he gave y'all when he got down there, but whatever. And do you see them coming out the West again? Um, they they are going to have a chance in the West, um, for sure. I think the first year, um, I think he was saying he overachieved. Like, 
I follow LSU closely. Did not think they were going to go to the SEC championship, right? And actually was in the game against Georgia. And we know how good Georgia was for, for an extended period of time of that game. I think what Brian Kelly did was he tapped into a resource that he never had the ability to have at Notre Dame. That's the reality. Like, like he's quarterback that can do them things on the football field. Bro, like that, but also being able to recruit dudes that are actually going to be first and second round picks consistently, right? So I think that's why you judge so harshly in the SEC. Because right. if you had LSU, if you had Alabama, if you had Georgia, Tennessee made, they bounced. Like a lot of these schools, and we've seen pretty much every school in the SEC have some sort of success on a high level outside of Vanderbilt, and even they did it um, a few years ago. With James so, Franklin, they weren't, they, yeah. weren't, they weren't a walkover. I was about to say, with James. So you have your opportunities. I think at LSU, though, it's heightened. And the fact that he went to the SEC championship his first year, it could be detrimental to him. <laughs> like, it, it could be. You That's know, I don't, I don't think so at this point. I think a, I, I know, like, a lot of LSU fans were very happy about where they ended up. But this is, bro, it's a slippery slope. It don't matter if you win and all those. It's a slippery slope. Man, I, I tell you, I went to watch South Carolina play LSU at night. There's no place more difficult to play in college football it's tough. than LSU. It's at tough, night. man. Last it's question. Tough. Last question for you. How do you feel about the progress we're making here in Columbia under Coach Beamer? Tell us, tell me why we're going to win the SEC East this year. <laughs> I feel it in my spirit. I like Bean, first of all. You see the rapport that he has have with the players. I had to kind of get over Will Muschamp getting out of there because, you know. Will Muschamp is terrible. He's a terrible coach. He, bro, he was, he was not program. good. He was not good there, okay? <laughs> and I love Will. That's my guy. He coached me at LSU. A lot of a lot of reason why I had success. He's a defensive coach. The defensive I, coordinator. He's a period. defensive coordinator. Okay, let's get past that, B, because I don't want – I'm not – I didn't come on here to talk bad about people that I have a love for, all right? So he wasn't the guy for y'all. I think Beamer is enthusiastic, putting a good team together, recruiting well. Um, I don't know much about the roster, like man in and man out, but I know that there is buzz because I keep in contact with a lot of people in that league. I know there's a lot of buzz about just the 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 feeling and the sense of urgency around the program and what they have the potential to do. Georgia still playing these. So in Florida and Tennessee. Yeah, but I mean, look, I, I got I got you on Florida and Tennessee, and they all they will have a chance. But right now, bro, what Kirby doing down there? They just flipped the number one quarterback in the country. Oh, I saw they, that, uh, Matt Rule, who's another he belongs in college football. I saw yes. Matt Rule ruining yeah. an NFL program. He Mark was, Spears, yeah. we yeah. love you, my brother. How can people follow you on IG and Twitter and all that other stuff? Man, I don't even, hold on. I don't even be knowing my 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 tag. Hold on one second, B. Uh, I think it's M Spear. Okay, on, on Twitter, it's M Spears with an S on the end of it. M Spears 96. And then on Instagram, it's M Spear 96 with uh, singular um, right. 96. Somebody took the S on Instagram. I don't know why. Yeah, they ass. All right, my brother. I look forward to seeing you. I'm gonna travel around. Give my my neighbor Paul Feinbaum all the we live we live across the street from each other. Give him all the love. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Good deal. I will, man. All I right, will. Man. Thanks, Thanks, B. Thank you.